Passing over that chesam and beis. So Rav and Abayz had a machlekes. If you have a guma a nine tvachim deep in the rishus rabim, four by four wide, is it considered like rishus rabim since the rabim use it to put things there? That's what Abayz says. And Rav says no, it's a tashmish. Like the adachak, that's not a tashmish. So the Gemara asks on Rava because it says in Erevin, if a person wants to be kind of shvisa in the rishus rabim at the end of two thousand amos, and he puts his eruv actually in a bar next to there. So if it's lomalam yasar tzvachim, it's a good erev, and if it's lomatam yasar tzvachim, it's not a good erev. Now, what does it mean lomala and lomata? It can't mean that the bar is ten tzvachim tall, and lomala means higher up in the bar, and lomata means lower down. Because if the bar is ten tzvachim, it doesn't matter where the food is in the bar. It must mean that lomala means the bottom of the bar is less than ten tzvachim, and lomata means it's below ten tzvachim. So what does that say? That says that if it's below and it's a problem, but if it's above then it's not a Rishasiyachid, then it's Mutter. L'chayra, it's got to be that it's Rishasiyachid, because if it would be a Carmelis, then it would still be asked to take out from the Carmelis into the Rishasiyachid where you are. So, so sometimes Rafa would answer the question and he would say, no, no, he's also in a uh, Carmelis. Even though it says he's in Rishasiyachid, Mitzlav Davka, it really just meant to say that he wasn't in Rishasiyachid. And since they're both in a Carmelist, then it's fine. Another time, Rafa would give an answer that even if he's in Rosh Hashanah and the area is in a Carmelist, it would still be Mutter, like Rabbi. Because Rabbi holds that if it's only a Shavuos, so it's Mutter Bein Hashemashas, and an Eruv takes effect during Bein Hashemashas. And Rabbi says, I don't think that I'm just being you. I'm just trying to uh, to be Daicha Uriah. No, no. What I'm saying is Davka, and I can prove it to you that a Tashmish, a is not a Tashmish, and the bar that's ten tvachim, nine tvachim deep would not be considered Shasram. What's the raya? It says that if there's a puddle in the streets and people walk through the puddle, so if you're Zayrak Arab Amis in the puddle, you're going to be Chayef. And how deep does the puddle have to be? Less than ten tvachim. And then the mission repeats itself and it says if you have a puddle in the street and people walk through it, so if you're Zayrak Arab Amis, you're going to be Chayef. Why does the mission repeat the din of the puddle twice? So I understand why it repeats. The puddle twice because it wants to tell you about a puddle in the summer and in the winter, and you need both because the puddle in the summer maybe is davka versus rabbin because people walk through it to cool down, but in the winter no one wants to get cold. And if you talk about a puddle in the winter, maybe then people are anyway dirty, they're not so careful not to walk through, but in the summer where people are clean, they're careful not to walk through. So the Mishnah needed to tell me both of those. But why does it need to repeat the fact that people walk through it? It must be to tell you that if people use it for anything other than walking, that's not considered a shimush. Walking idea, the chak is considered walking, but a shimush idea, the chak is on a shimush, and therefore the guma, that's nine fachim deep, even if people use it, it's a shimush idea, the chak, it couldn't be considered a shisram. If you just said, if you carry a bundle of, uh, of reeds, not by picking it up, but just sort of by standing it on, on its side and then throwing it over and then picking up the other side and throwing it over, so since you never actually did an akira, you're not going to be chayv. I think what I bring what we learned in the Aleph, that a person could stand on an iskupa and he could take things from the balabais in Rishasiyachid and give it to him, or he could take things from the Anirishasiyachid and give it to him. So the Gemara wonders if the iskupa is Rishasiyachid, how could he take things from the balabais? And if the iskupa is Rishasiyachid, how could he take things from the Ani? And if it's a Karmelis, how could he take things from anybody? So it must be that the iskupa is a Makum Petur, meaning it's less than 4 by 4 Tvachim, like if Dimi said in the name of Eichel, and if a Makum that's less than 4 by 4 Tvachim, it's a Makum Petur. And you can put things into the Shasiyachid or into the Shasarabim. But you shouldn't be machlik, meaning you shouldn't use this makum petur to get something from Shasiyachid to Shasarabim. And then the Gemara brings a similar member from Vavman Aleph that the person standing in the middle 
could take from the balabais or from the ani, but he shouldn't take from the balabais and give to the ani, or take from the ani and give to the balabais. Now, what if he does that? So it says that they're all potter. That means since it goes to Malcolm Batu, they're all potter. So I said, that's the Khatifta and Rava. Because Rava said if a person transfers a Khaifa from the beginning of Ramas to the end of Ramas through Malcolm Batur, which Rashi just means through Lomalami Asarat Fahim, so he's going to be Chayev. So he said that even though it goes to Malcolm Batur, you're still Chayev. Mar says, no, it's a difference. In Rava's case, it didn't come to rest. You picked it up, carried it for Ramas to Malcolm Batur and put it down, it never actually stopped. In the case in the Brisa, you put it over the Makom Ptur, uh, and since somebody's standing here, it's considered like it's Munach there, and it interrupts the Hotzar, the Achnasa, and every Yopatra.